Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And again, you might hear the little pitter-patter of tiny paws in the background. That is just Eggsy the puppy. Eggleton the third. <laughs> Eggs Benedict. Today, we're going to be talking about a 2018 J-drama that is currently on Netflix called Switched. This J-drama is based on the manga series, help me with this, Emily, Sora wo Kakaru Yodaka? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, no, by, you did it right. By Shiki Kawabata. Published, it was published in 2014 to 2015. This just came out August 1st, so it's only been out for about two months. Yes, brand spanking new. Look at us being timely. Ayy. Hey. <laughs> um, it's only six episodes long, so it's a pretty fast watch, but the episodes are about 44 minutes long. And the genre is a science fiction slash romance question mark slash high school drama yeah i would say a science fiction high school drama more yeah. than a romance yeah it kind of takes a back seat to all the crazy sci-fi shit that's happening oh for sure yeah it's uh it's a pretty weird one i just stumbled across this on netflix and i was like i love a good body switching trope let's watch this i was not prepared <laughs> For how crazy it gets. Yeah, Rachel was like, oh, I just watched this thing. It was cool. You should watch it. And I did, and I did not know what to expect, um, other than the basic premise of body switching. I was not prepared for the what the fuckery. Yeah, like, I told Emily, like, I, I thought I knew what I was getting into, but I really did not. Um, it was hard to guess what would happen next, but Emily's usually better at that than I am. I did predict the ending, though. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I did not. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. It was it was definitely um, nerve-wracking for me until the end. Um, so why don't you read, as is tradition, the oversimplified Wikipedia plot summary. All right, cool. The series centers on Ayumi Kohinata, a first-year high school student who has a cute and shy personality. She's excited that she just started dating her first boyfriend, but on the day of their first date, she gets a mysterious call from her classmate, Zenko Umine. Zenko says she's going to die, and Ayumi witnesses Zenko jumping from a building. The next thing she knows, Ayumi wakes up in a hospital, but in Zenko's body. That's basically the first couple of minutes of the first yeah, episode. Yeah, it's like maybe half of the first episode. And then things uh take a turn, for sure. Yeah, Um, without getting into spoiler territory, there are four main characters. There's the two girls, and then there's a set of two boys. One is kind of like a goofball jock type. The other one is, is the reserved handsome dude who's like smart and shit. You yeah. Know, you know the type. Like, 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 a joyful, boisterous, like, boy type, and then, like, a handsome, stoic man type. Yeah. High school boys. Ayumi's boyfriend is the handsome, stoic one, mm -hmm. but her childhood best friend is the goofball one who is obviously in love with her, and there's, like, a love triangle going on. Yes. That is more like a love square, because Zenko is also in love with Ayumi's boyfriend. Yes. So that creates some interesting um, dynamics between the four of them, for sure. A lot of the beginning episodes focus around, and I'm not giving that much away, but a lot of the beginning episodes focus on them all trying to figure out who is who, because obviously Ayumi looks like Ayumi, but it's Zenko in Ayumi's body. And I feel like it takes 
you you're not really sure when they figure out who is who. The the jockey guy figures out that um Ayumi is in Zango's body. Uh I think sooner than anybody else. Like the first episode, I think. Yeah, like the first episode. But you don't figure out that Zenko is in Ayumi's body until later on. It doesn't seem like anyways. So there's a lot of that going on, like who knows, who doesn't, and the um especially Zenko is afraid of people finding out that she's in Ayumi's body because she's enjoying the side effects of it. Because they kind of play it off, and it, they don't really play it off. This is the reality that Ayumi is a very popular, pretty girl, and Zenko is a chubby, sad girl. And the thing is, even Kyle was like, she's not even ugly she just has bad hair and is fat yeah it's not like she has horrible teeth or horrible skin mm-hmm. or ugly eyes or or dresses poorly because they all dress the same she just had bangs in her eyes and is fat and that's it yeah and because she's fat she has one thing that all the other girls that i saw in this whole drama didn't have Bubes. Bubes! <laughs> she had boobs! The power of bubies! And I'm like, that has to count for something, okay? <laughs> one thing. It counts for one thing. <laughs> That's like boobs still, right? Yeah. I-, I feel like even teenagers like boobs. So, I just... It's not like she was completely and utterly hideous, you know? Right. She just had bad hair. But, yeah, I and mean... was fat. Like, that's it. That's the dichotomy that they wanted to strike, though. Ayumi, thin, pretty, happy. Zanko, fat, ugly, unhappy. But as the show goes on, you figure out why Zanko was so unhappy. And not just because she liked some guy who is in a relationship. It's because her mom was physically abusive to her and ignored her. She lives in a crappy house and she has to make all her own food that she can't afford. So she eats like shit, which makes her gain weight. Like, she doesn't even have a hairbrush because her hair is too frizzy or something bullshit like that. Her hair is, like, thick and too frizzy, yeah. So, they they do try to give her a backstory. I mean, I still feel like, as with most things, that it wasn't very sensitive to fat people, but, (laughs) um, surprise, surprise, media, like, when, when has that ever been a thing? But I think they at least tried. They at least tried. They weren't just like, oh, she's fat and hideous, and uh, she's mean because she's fat. That's it. No, she's mean because she has a bad personality, because she has a victim complex. For sure. And I mean, <laughs> you know, that didn't come from nowhere. She clearly no. had, like, a bad home life. Um, and Ayumi clearly did not, like, her home life was perfect. Yeah, she has loving parents and a nice house and a mm-hmm. childhood friend and a boyfriend, and she's like, wow, life's going great. Yeah. I do think the show does a good job at pointing out that um, it's still fucked up that Zango, even though she has such a bad home life, to just go ahead and fuck up Ayumi's life, too. Mm-hmm. Like, even though she had all those bad things happen to her, um, you see in the show that Ayumi, even in Zanko's body, makes Zanko's life better. Yes! In the show, Zanko is withdrawn she doesn't talk to her classmates. She doesn't do any extracurricular shit. She just is very withdrawn and to herself. And when Ayumi is in her body, she attempts to make friends with people and is nice to them. And suddenly, Zanko, really Ayumi, has friends. And they're going with her to go eat pudding after school together. And, like, yep. people stop bullying her and they actually like her because, hey, she has a good personality. Yeah. So it just kind of goes to show you that 
The only thing keeping Zenko from having friends was, was Zenko. Per- yeah, it was her personality and Zenko. And I mean, of, of course, there's more nuance to that. Ayumi yes. ha- had the ability to do that because she had a friend to lean on and, you know, her whole life wasn't like that. And I think they do a good job of, you know, really hearing out Zenko's plight in that way because Zenko does not go easily into the night, okay? Zenko and Ayumi's body, like, she is fierce. She wants to hold on to what she has. But you but you see that even Zenko and Ayumi's body, like, doesn't get all the things that she wants because she's still herself. She's still unhappy. One of the characters, a scientist in the show, also happened to be in a switched body. She's like, you know, I'm beautiful too now and I... Great, but my life isn't perfect because I'm beautiful and you're not happy because you're in someone else's body. Right. So so let's talk a little bit about the scientists. Like, oh my god. Like, halfway through all these shenanigans, this fucking Victoria's Secret model, we yes. and Emily were talking about this earlier, this this woman has, like, a perfect body, but, uh, well, perfect by society standards. But anyways, <laughs> she, she comes out of nowhere to find the uh, parrot that Ayumi and Zenko's body finds. And she's like, you need to come with me and goes back to their, her fucking mansion. So they were able to switch bodies because of a red moon. Yeah. So she talks all about the red moon society. Yeah. This is the science fiction element Mm -hmm. that it's the science behind the body swapping is because of the red moon. Yeah, so basically how the body switching works is that you have to be thinking about the person you want to switch with while you commit suicide during a red moon and the person that you're switching with has to see you die. It's a lot of stuff that has happened. It's a lot of stars that have to align for this to happen. So you see them make the initial body switch in the beginning of the series. Senko is sitting on top of the school, I think, um, and she calls Ayumi. And says, like, come to the school right now. Something's wrong. Ayumi is almost there. She's, like, across the street. And Zenko's like, look up. And then <laughs> she looks up and um, is like, you have to watch. And, like, yeah. Anyways, so she sees her die. And obviously Zenko's thinking about Ayumi as she's dying. So she doesn't die. Ayumi wakes up in Zenko's body. So, shenanigans ensue when the boys figure out that Ayumi is not Ayumi and Zenko is not Zenko. But you'll have to watch the rest of the series to figure that out. Yeah, it's only six episodes, so we're not going to go into that much detail. So you can watch it for yourself. And the episodes are only about 40 minutes, which I really appreciated. I watched this whole thing in, in like two days, so. Yeah. A completely and easily digestible series. I see that Emily put a note here that she hated the nail biting sound effects. So Zenko has a nervous habit when she's like freaking the fuck out of biting her thumb and they added this crunchy sound effect. It's the worst. I hated it too. I was like, ha! I felt, okay, like, what is that when people hate how things sound? Like misophonia? It's, yeah. I felt like I had that every time yeah. she, every time that sound effect played. It was really I, bad. I visibly cringed. I was like, oh, I hate that. It was like nails on a chalkboard. It was really, really bad. And oh my God. And they would do it all the they time. Would. Especially in the later episodes when she's getting really nervous. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, like angry, nervous. Oh, yeah. Those were the worst sound effects ever. That was the part I I hated the most about this show, was that sound effect. Just that one thing, it completely bugged me out. I had high hopes for this show, that they wouldn't just, like, play it off. Like, well, now that she's, uh, thin, she's happy! Yay! There's- there was more to it than that, which I appreciated, so... 
Yeah. I mean, there's even one point when, when she's in Ayumi's body that some guy was like, oh, you ugly bitch. And she's like, yeah. I am not ugly. It was just some ugly ass cat collar, but like, yeah, he was like, oh, ugly whore or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, like, I, I, that's what I liked about the show is that they weren't just like, oh, now that she's thin and pretty, everything will be easy for her. Cause like things were not always easy for Ayumi either. No. You know, even though she had this great life, she still had to, like, make the peace between her two guy friends who both wanted to dick her down, basically. Um, But she was like, I only really like one of you, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. And, like, things aren't easy just because you're thin and beautiful. So. Wouldn't it be nice if it was? Rachel, all we have to be is thin and beautiful. Clearly. (laughs) And our lives will align. Yeah. Rachel, if someone stole your body... How would you possibly convince your loved ones that uh, you were you? I have no idea. I feel like I just have to rely on stuff that only I could possibly know. Yeah, that would be really difficult. I don't know why someone would want to steal my body, but sure. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would want to steal my body either, but yeah, I would just try to list things from my childhood or stuff about friends or something. Mm Mm-hmm. I do know that if I ever got my body back, whoever did that would get choked out. (laughs) At at the end of this, Ayumi and Zenko make peace with each other. Yeah. I would have killed that little bitch for all the shit that they have to go through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that, yeah, Ayumi definitely took the high road, for sure. That's not a spoiler, by the way. You still gotta watch till the end, because you don't know you which don't body know. they're in. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like Ayumi keeps a consistent, like, she really just wants what's best for everybody. Like, she's truly a good person, even though Zanko is so, like, damaged. If I was her, like I said, <laughs> I was telling Rachel over dinner, like, I would've killed this bitch. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I don't know what I would do, because I would be so confused as to why someone would want my body in the first place. I'd be like, but how did this benefit you, though? Like, I don't understand. I guess I would be pretty pissed off, too, because mm-hmm. it would throw a lot of wrenches into my life to be another person, suddenly. Well, yeah, and I guess it's easier for them, because they were all in high school in the same class. Yeah. But uh, we're working ladies with jobs. Can that- you imagine if we switched bodies? Like I'd be like Freaky Friday. Yeah, like only not fun. Like, <laughs> like how the fuck would we do each other's jobs? I would not know how to feed a lizard. I don't think I could handle your job. <laughs> I think I would pop off. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I'd have to be like Kyle. Don't touch me. Oh my God. <laughs> I think, but I think if we switch bodies with each other, we'd just be straight up with each other's loved ones, like, hey. Listen. I'm actually Emily. Or like, hey, I- I'm actually Rachel. <laughs> you have to love me now. <laughs> <laughs> you have to love the other body with the person inside of it. Oh my god. Okay, so let's take a segue from some body swapping to talk about the score in this. It has a very, very peppy opening theme song that I felt did not match the tone of the show at all. The tone of the show is very serious and dark. (laughs) Very, very dark for a a shoujo. This is a shoujo. Yeah. A very dark tone for a shoujo J-drama. In fact, a lot of the music in the show seemed like it was supposed to be for a 
different show. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if the, the music was originally for this, if it was created for this, or it was just picked, or it was left over. I don't know. Regardless, I enjoyed the music, but sometimes I'm like, this is like way too upbeat for what's happening right now. Yeah, I didn't really understand that that much. I agree with you. I think maybe they like made the music first and then they decided to go a different direction with the show. Or maybe it's supposed to be a juxtaposition like, hey, it's a high school drama, but there's like death and suicide and body switching involved <laughs> and abuse. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, the opening actually samples I'm Blue by Eiffel 65. So uh, think about that as you're listening to it. <laughs> It sounds like a perfume song, actually. It's not perfume, but imagine that. Right. Yeah, it does. It does. So, Rachel, which boy would you have chosen? The uh, <laughs> the serious one or the jockey one? Uh, I like the jockey one. He was really sweet. Um, He figured out that Ayumi was in Zenko's body first and was, like, you know, very gung-ho about, hey, if you get stuck in this body, still love you, still date you. I'll feed you all this food, give you a hair clip. He's like, what's inside? That's what makes you Ayumi. I know, I thought that was so cute too, so i definitely date the jock. Yeah, I would date the jock too, but if I had the chance to date the Victoria's Secret model doctor, I would definitely choose her. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Hands down. Yeah. (laughs) No competition there. So, Emily. Yes. You've watched a K-drama that was set in high school, right? How would you compare... A K-drama versus a J-drama set in high school. They're actually really similar. I would say, though, that Korean dramas tend to be more romantic comedy, I guess. It, that, mm-hmm. Oh, that, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. I and um, the acting seems to be a little more emotive and, and kind of, I don't want to say wacky, but you know what I'm talking about. A little bit wacky. Yeah. And then J-dramas, I feel like, are a little more subdued. And with high school ones, I feel like you see a little bit more outside of the school life in J-dramas. But, like, a lot of K-dramas and J-dramas are both based on some sort of anime or manga or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of them have the same source material. I will say that I definitely like the opening theme songs to J-dramas more. Um, A lot of the time, it's made specifically for that show. K-dramas have that too, but a lot of the time, entertainment companies like SM or YG or stuff, Mm -hmm. they have actors in there so they can give songs to... Right. Which is why in in, uh, K-dramas, you can hear K-pop kind of playing in the background sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the opening songs are usually by someone who's on the payroll for that entertainment company and whatnot. But I, I think I just like um the Japanese openings more, I guess. Yeah, I think that I agree with a lot of what you said. I think K-dramas are a little bit um, more over the top than J-dramas are. There seems to be... um Not that there wasn't a lot happening in each episode, because there totally was for the J-drama, but the K-dramas, like, sometimes you're like, holy shit, that was only one episode? Like, they cram a lot of stuff in there, and because they do that, you know, um, to, like, keep the viewer's attention, they are very over the top with the way that they act. So much outside of the realm of what actual, like, Korean people act like, like um, from what, from what we've seen, like, well, and I mean, it's the same thing with, like, American soap operas and stuff, like, nobody fucking acts like that here. Okay, but, like, Korean people in real life who live in Korea, 
the most reserved human beings on the face of the planet. We rode on the subway every day. I don't think I heard a single conversation. Yeah, it, it, it was fairly quiet when we did. But yeah, I think I think they're very expressive, a little bit more expressive than I've seen in, in J-dramas. And you're right, the K-drama openings, sometimes they just rely on, um, like, sample music. Yeah. Or, like, non not copyrighted music, just because, you know, it's a low budget, or, you know, they can get away with that stuff. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they, they just do that. Um, whereas J-dramas, I, I see what you mean, like, Usually it's a more curated soundtrack, I guess you could say. And again, this is from just what we've seen. We haven't seen every single K-drama and every single J-drama. As far um, as you know. As far as you know. (laughs) But I thought it was interesting to kind of compare the two um, because they are created in different places. So, And a lot of the time, um, Korean dramas are actually not shot beforehand they're kind of shot week to week and then correct then they change as the feedback rolls in though that is changing a lot more are now shot completely beforehand but before i would say five years ago there a lot of them are like up to the wire of writing the scripts and filming and editing Mm -hmm. and sending them off so i feel like japanese dramas um, are a lot more planned out in that sense um but that's changing so yeah, it also helps that this was obviously based off something that was already written, so you don't have to come up with the plot every week. Like, it's already done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that helps a lot. I'd be interested to see if a K-drama version comes out. Yeah. Um, about this same, uh, shoujo. So that would be interesting to see how they would differ. But yeah, I, I think, like, the, the school life is uh, very similar to, like, the uniforms, and there's always some sort of bullying thing happening, and... You could tell that this was based off a of shoujo manga by the way that these girls were bullying Zenko. Yeah. Because no one fucking does that in real life. It's only in shoujo where people act like this to bully someone. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just, like, really over-the-top, like, not subtle at all. Usually bullying is much more subtle. Yeah. Um, Cuts you to the quick. Yeah. And I I think that, you know, Japan and South Korea both being collectivistic cultures, like, Mm -hmm. that lends itself to having, like, the bullying culture be similar. Mm -hmm. um, As in having, like, one outcast for a whole class that's all together. So, yeah. Anyway, so I thought that was, that would be interesting for us to talk about difference between K-drama and J-drama. Yeah. High schools. So, on a scale from one to ten. Yes. One being you switch lives with a parakeet and then die immediately. (laughs) 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 Ten being uh, you get to switch bodies with a hot supermodel for a week and then go back to your own body safe and sound. Um, I give it a eight. Eight out of ten. I give this a six. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel, but I think you liked it a lot more than me. I think I did too. I really liked the, the body switching trope, so I was interested to see what they would do with it. I wish that the only reason I didn't read it higher is because I wish that they would have done a little more justice to Zenko, like given her a little bit more backstory, um, and maybe like justified it a little bit more for her. But that's all that I really wanted. I just want people to be nice to the fat girl. That's all I want. Yeah, I want that too, but 
Like I said, I was so frustrated because I was like, why doesn't this girl beat this girl up? What the <laughs> fuck? She's causing her life to go to ruin, you know? Yeah. So I think that affected my score. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little. And the nail-biting sound effect definitely lowered it a whole point. Oh, yeah. That was harsh. So, guys, watch this show. Tell us what you think. Do you agree with our opinions on J-dramas versus K-dramas? Let us know. And if you would like to tell us that we're wrong, yeah. uh, you can always send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. Um, and you can send us an ask on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. And a DM on Instagram at soulmatespodcast. Thanks, I forgot about our Instagram. We have an Instagram. Please follow it. Yes, we do. Uh, we post a lot of screenshots of music that we're currently listening to and news. So definitely check us out on Instagram. Yes, and in our Instagram bio, we have a link tree with links to all of our stuff, including Spotify stuff, if you're interested in listening to what we're listening to. Curated Spotify playlist. Curated. Ooh. Curated. If you want bangers, come to us. Yes. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> we ain't got no fucking balance on our playlist, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher. Please leave us a review. We love y'all. Bye! Bye!